talent comes everywhere. Everybody's talented. Fucking everybody in this bar is talented in one thing or another. But having something to say and a way to say it so people listen to it, that's a whole other bag. What's good, y'all? And welcome back to another episode of Free Game, where the only thing that we do on this channel is what's keep it a stack. And I'm not gonna lie to y'all, this is my third time recording this. I stopped at the 10 minute mark because I didn't like what I was putting out. I wasn't being transparent enough. So I'm gonna give it to y'all real and raw and tell y'all what y'all need to know or the knowledge and experiences of being a big four consultant. So I work for Deloitte. Not this big extravagant thing that I told y'all that is literally a highlight story on my Instagram. I've posted a video about it before. It's fine, it's cool. I'm not gonna get in trouble. As long as I don't say too crazy. So the first thing is recruitment. Your GPA, your major, your resume, cover letter, recruiters, intro connectivities, what to do, how to do, what to say, all of that. So your GPA is going to depend. Your GPA is going to depend on what firm you're applying for, what consulting industry you're applying for. My firm required a 3.5 for majority of the positions, roles, and applications that you submitted one for. But when I worked for PwC, they didn't have a minimum requirement. I thought a minimum was crazy. I thought a 3.5 is even crazier. But there's a certain level of whatever you want to call that word right there that Deloitte wants you to have when you're applying for the roles. Coming out of college, at least, as an undergraduate hire, shall I say. The next thing is your major. So, yes, they do look at STEM majors, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, but there's nowhere written in law there's nowhere written on their page or anywhere that that are the that is the only majors that they hire they have preferred majors or they want people with preferred experience in these areas and typically people get those areas from those science technology la 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 science technology engineering and mathematic areas okay cool but there are people that I know who have been dance majors who have been wildlife majors who have been majors of very like peculiar industries and areas that's a very small market that have still come into the consultant industry because majority of things if not everything in the consultant industry you can learn on the job yes you can learn before the job too but you can learn on the job as well okay Resume. Send your resume to someone who works in the consultant industry that you want to work at, somebody who's willing to help you so they can tell your resume the way that the recruiter wants to see it. That way you can get an interview. Point blank period. Cover letter. I heard they're not necessary. If you have one, great. If you're still in college or you want to make one outstanding, I think it's like whipped cream on top. But the drink is still good. Like you don't need a cover letter. But if you want one, cool, because if I'm looking at two applications and I see the person on the right with the cover letter, y'all, I am not a recruiter, so I don't know. But if I see a person with a cover letter on the right and it looks exactly the same as the person on the left, I'm going to start with the cover letter on the right because they have more info and a lot of people don't have those. Last but not least, 
set up intro conversations with the recruiter via Microsoft Teams, via Zoom. 15 minutes is all you need. Hey, my name is Chris. I really wanted to get the opportunity to meet you. I really don't know what I want to talk about, but I do know that I want a job in the consultant industry or I'm very, very interested. Like you can be as open and as honest and as transparent as that. And it will genuinely make for a better conversation because sometimes you don't know what to ask. You should do your previous research beforehand so some thoughts start flying in your head, but then the recruiter can ask some thought-provoking, intentional, proactive questions to you because they probably have done that for a couple of years, have been in the recruiting field for a while, so they can see if you're a match, if you align based off of the questions they ask you and how you answer. Cool. Biggest thing, everything is variable. When I was in school, I was like, what is a consultant? Like People kept coming to my school and I went to the University of Georgia and they were telling me like a consultant does this, a consultant does that, but everybody's answer was so different and very so much and I just did not get it. But now working in the consultant industry and working in the consultant industry for about six, seven months, everything's variable. Like your team size is variable, your projects are variable, your role can be variable, the industry that your client is can vary from project to project if you are virtual hybrid completely in person if you're mandated to go into the office if you're not if you travel if you don't the only thing that I would personally say disclaimer in my personal opinion that remains the same across all consulting firms is that the client is the most important piece of the firm you want to make sure that your client is happy you don't have to always get along with your client but you want to make sure that they're happy and that you're serving them because that's what the SOW statement of work or contract is for. Point blank. Mm-mm, mm-mm. My onboarding experience was so great in the consultant industry. I went to Dallas, Texas. Deloitte has their own university called Deloitte University. They have food. They have a social gathering area where you can network with other people of the firm. They have refreshments, they have drinks. Um, You get to meet other analysts to PPMDs, which is partners, principals, it's an abbreviation. Partners, principals, and managing directors, PPMD. You get to meet so many people of different firms. They have like service projects and community service projects where we give back to nonprofit organizations and we give back to charities. They have obviously consulting experience where you're going to do hands-on project. That way you can get more experience with what it looks like once you're actually on a project. The onboarding experience was great because it was a live simulation and a great example of what to expect once you're actually staffed on a project and how it was like being at Deloitte. I don't know if that is across the entire consultant industry, but that's my specific firm. So next thing, client work across industries is what I have on here. So that's like team size. My team size varies so much. My first project, the team size was smaller than my second project, which is now. That depends on what is needed, who is needed, and how much time do you have to complete it. Like all of the meticulous things of a project is going to determine who's on the team, why you're on the team, what I need you to do when you're on the team, how you made it on the team. 
finding a project can be very difficult, can be very stressful. With my specific firm, they gave me a project first, which was so, so great. I didn't have to go out and seek it. And you have a resource manager whose job is typically, is literally to help you find projects. Like their entire occupation, their job is to help you find projects. So you're not doing it alone. And they communicate with you and they give you advice and they give you templates and they give you vision on how to go about finding a new project. Okay, cool. Um, with my specific firm, we're allowed to go out and seek our own projects. It's not a firm where they give you your projects other than your first one. And that's a good thing and a challenging thing because good thing you can go out and seek what you want, what you want to do, the industry you want to work in, the field you want to work in, work with the people you want to work with, like-minded individuals and mindsets. The challenging thing is it's on you. So if it's hard finding a project, if it's hard finding where to start or who you want to work on, like you are the sole... You are the sole... Um, what's the word? Majority of the responsibility is on you, but that leads me to my next one. You have a onboarding advisor and you have a coach. Your onboarding advisor is there with you throughout the entire time. However, more specifically, your first couple of months with all of the questions that you think are dumb questions, which aren't dumb questions because everybody asks those questions. Your onboarding advisor is there to help you answer those questions, to guide you, to show you where to go, show you where to look at, show you what you need. And you have a coach of the firm. The coach is there during your entire time at the firm. Like, there's people like me. I'm 22. I'm young. I have a coach. There's people that's 35. They have a coach. A coach is basically like somebody who joined the firm before you, a couple of years before you, and has more experience. That's the way you're always learning and growing and understanding more about the firm and how the system works and operates. Chain of command, so it's not the same from firm to firm, but at my specific firm, it goes analyst, consultant, senior consultant, manager, senior manager, director, PPMD. PPMD stands for partner, principal, and managing directors. It's broken up into three levels. So basically, as you rise through the ranks and as you're doing well with your client and with Firm initiatives. Firm initiatives is basically like your internal work within the company and your community service project determines when you get promoted, how you get promoted, why you get promoted, where you get promoted, all of that. Okay? Marketplace and firm work slash initiatives. I want to touch on that. Um, your main responsibility and your priority is to focus on your client. It's to make sure that your client is good. It's to make sure that they're taken care of. In addition to that, balancing your plate, you want to do things for your firm as well within your firm. So like me, I'm on the Houston Inclusion Council, throwing social programs and initiatives for the Houston Inclusion Council to bring people, colleagues together and ensure that you're still getting to know each other on a personal level with your coworkers and your associates. Um, I hope with recruiting for two schools, the University of Georgia and the University of Houston, to ensure that people have as much information and knowledge and experiences that they need to put themselves in the best positions to make a decision where the consultant is for them, that specific firm is for them, they like the industry and they can decide from there. 
So there's a lot of marketplace affirming issues. Those are two that I'm a part of. I'm a part of a couple. But you can literally work on anything that you want to. Like that's kind of like your passion project. Your passion project, your hobbies, what you like to do, and you bring it to the job, bring it to the work. If you don't want to, cool. If you do, great. Like if you find a gap or a pain point, something that's missing is literally your opportunity to bring it here and find people who's like-minded that also want to join that team and grow it. Next is the community service and leadership. Deloitte does so well with making sure that they are keeping you in contact with what's going on, whether that's holidays and like communities and like what's going on between your specific city and state or even nationally and seeing if you want to be a part of it. That way it's unity and team bonding and camaraderie that's going on amongst all time it's good for you to do community service because it's good for you to do community service and give back to the communities that you want to give back to it shouldn't feel like a chore it shouldn't feel like uh overwhelming responsibility it should feel recharging because you literally get to decide what that looks like you get to build that up from ground zero and that can be very daunting and that can be very challenging at times, but literally put one foot in front of the other and take your time while doing that. The pay is great in the consultant industry, I would say. That's obviously very opinionated. Um, I love my pay. I'm not going to tell y'all my pay because that's entirely too much right now. But the pay is great. I think it's very competitive across other industries. And I think specifically in this industry, it's very competitive with other firms as well. They treat you well. They give you relocation bonuses and moving bonuses and well-being subsidies and mental health awareness. Like They compensate you extremely fair based off of the national market, in my opinion. I am old. The next thing is fulfillment. Is this what you want to do? Is consulting what you want to do? Yes. You might like everything about it, but are you happy? Me personally, I'm starting to learn that happiness looks a lot different. I don't think that I get the utmost fulfillment from working in the consultant industry, but I really, really like my job. I do. I like how the pay is well. I like how I can build things up from ground zero. I like how I can navigate how I want to, when I want to. I can work with people and I can work with different people. It literally looks so different and life is always all about perspective. But I think it's important to ask yourself, what industry do you soar in and are the happiest in? And what field do you want to be in? Because regardless of if that industry is great, if that industry is good, if it's not the one that you want to be in, you're always going to look at it from a perspective of negativity or betterment. So that's the main question. Networking. The networking is so good and so great. You literally, like the entire Deloitte firm is on Teams and Outlook and Zoom. You're like, okay, cool. But like, it can hold so many people. Like, I don't even know how many people work for the firm, but I'm talking about not just my city, my state. I'm talking about nationwide. Imagine the, le the level of ambitious, courageous, intellectual people that have internal and external skills as a person that can give back or that you can ask questions to. 
but you have to go out and seek that. Like, it's not going to keep being thrown at you and hit you on the forehead like a boomerang. Like, that's not what this is. That's not going to happen. But the networking and the opportunities and the resources are limitless. Amazing, honestly. Traveling. I love to travel. I travel a lot with the consultant industry. People hit me up on Instagram all the time. Oh my God, you be traveling so much. I do. Traveling itself can be tiring. I don't want to be on a plane for another couple of weeks, but it's cool. I like going to new cities. I like going to new states. I like new experiences. I like traveling with my team. I like joking. I like laughing. I like traveling to meet the client. I feel like an in-person interaction is way better than a Teams interaction or a Zoom interaction. Sometimes it's more feasible to do that and it's more conducive to do that when it's a 15-minute or a 30-minute meeting or if it's a sprint and basically a sprint is like a time slot or a time period where you need to get something done by where it's easier to meet with your team in person and have that engagement and that camaraderie in that conversation, then I definitely like advocate for that and agree with that because I did it very recently. It was so cool. It was so great. It was so personable and it really supports team dynamics because me and somebody on person, me and somebody in person versus online, two completely th- different things and two completely different people. My firm does this thing called Toast on the Terrace events, which is basically events to get together, to network, to eat, to have refreshments, and to really just show your love and your passion or your likeness or get the opportunity to meet people together within your local office. So I'm in the Houston office. They do it once a month at the end of the month. So cool. It's what you make it. Some people are like very shy and like antisocial and like I don't go to those things because I'm not in the mindset of meeting new people right now, which is okay, cool. But there are other people, especially if you're just joining the firm, you get to go out and people who typically go are the people who typically are wanting to talk to people, wanting to engage with people, wanting to have those conversations. Like one event, they took us to Topgolf, pay for it, all of it. I was like, whoa, y'all got money. But it just depends. Like, another event we went to an arcade because there's this cool arcade that's in Houston. Another event we went somewhere that I can't really remember, but they're so cool and there's so many different opportunities and so many different programming engagements based off of people's personalities, what people want to see, what people ask to see, what we think is best to see versus racial communities like ah let's do this because it might be black history month or it might be dawili i don't think i pronounce it dahili i always pronounce it wrong dahili yeah they do a world cup event like every week during the world cup series that was really cool the next thing is your benefits like the benefits are really 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 good and they are very effective and relative to the price point in my personal being whether that's your dental your health your vision your legal plan your lifetime care your beneficiaries like my firm does a really good job with ensuring that we have a lot of different benefits for the firm and for us as individuals during the open enrollment periods so that's really cool Work-life balance. This is the biggest thing. 
people say, oh, I don't want to work two million hours a week as a consultant. I hear the consultant industry is so tiresome and the work-life balance is horrible. I love my work-life balance. You have to be honest with your team, with your project lead, and the type of projects that you take because some clients, the demand is higher, right? It's not like, hey, I need you to work 15 hours today, but this is what I want done by March 30th. And when you divide that based off of what needs to be done, what they want done, that's going to determine your workload of if you're working four hours a week or eight hours a week or 12 hours a week or what you're doing. And you decide what projects you work on. You decide who or your project leading yourself. Y'all decide if y'all are a good match or if it's good capabilities for y'all to be on the same team. It's very conversational, very communicative based because you want to ensure that you're getting the best fit or the optimal matches when you're deciding that. So you're saying you don't want to wait eight hours a week. You might not. My project does not have me working on weekends. My project respects and my team respects the work-life balance and we work hard and we still have our other identities outside of our professional careers. We communicated. We had that understanding. It wasn't a long conversation. We moved on. Like, that's literally it. Take it from somebody who's in the consulting industry. You have to speak up for yourself in a respectful manner, not a, I'm not doing this manner. And tell them what you're looking for and see what options are available for you. Next, they do this thing called weekly newsletters. Weekly newsletters are really cool. They're local, but then they also have like state and national ones too. And they basically keep you informed of all of the top news that's going on within within the firm and your company, right? Within the firm of your company. So if you don't typically like watch the news or you don't keep up with the industry, even though you work in the industry, they still ensure to give you that knowledge that what's going on that way. You're not completely oblivious or you still have a different channel of obtaining that information. Values. This is opinionated. You have to be curious. A self-starter. Ambitious. Purpose-driven, a visionary, independent, a team player, friendly, in some aspects, depending on what industry you're in, I'm friendly, open-minded, and diligent. I feel like the firm in the consulting industry is very, in. it can't, like, nobody, like, nobody's going to force you to do your work if that makes sense nobody's gonna tap you on your shoulder your boss is not gonna nudge 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 like you have to do you have to be mature you have to know it's time to do the work when it's time to do the work and if you do great results come and if you don't results that you might not be fond of will also come cool overall if you don't take anything else from this video your consulting career will inevitably differ from everyone else's because there are so many variable factors of uniqueness that create personal experiences from firms culture teams leadership structure 
everything. So all in all, take people's opinion, take my opinion, take advice, but be mindful of groupthink because it can lead you astray from your happiness, your goals, and your purpose. And in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.